Hello and welcome to What Are You Listening To? The show where we talk about good music, or at least music we think is good. I'm your host, Dan. Today we're taking a drive and talking about The Killers. The Killers just released a new album called Imploding the Mirage. This thing is great. It's their follow-up to Wonderful Wonderful, which was also a really great record. How I discovered The Killers was back in 2004 when they released Mr. Brightside off their first record, Hot Fuss. The sound was amazing. It was synth rock with a little bit of goth influence, plus whatever Dave was doing on guitar. You could hear Ronnie Venucci Jr. shining through on the drum kit way back then on their first record. His drumming is passionate to say the least. I later rediscovered them through a co-worker a few years later around their day and age record. Each killer song tells a massive story. So Brandon Flowers is an incredible frontman. They've got plenty of live shows, full shows, professional shows on YouTube, and they're phenomenal to watch. When Brandon sings, I believe him. He puts passion and soul into every note he sings. I'd recommend checking one or six of these full-length performances. The band being from Vegas, they're influenced by typical Vegas-related stuff. They've often said in interviews that every killer song has a certain sizzle from the strip in it. I can't really argue after visiting the city. So to someone who has never heard any killer songs before, my recommendation would be start at Dustland Fairy Tale. There's a video of these guys playing Dustland Fairy Tale on the David Letterman show from years ago. I think it's around circa 2008 to 2010, and it's phenomenal. They have an orchestra and a harpist. The passion that these guys put into this performance is mind-blowing. Everything from Brandon to Ronnie to Mark Stormer on the bass, Dave just ripping up two to three string uh, arpeggios and notes, it's, it's just phenomenal. So the song Dustland Fairytale was written about Brandon's parents and kind of around the time when they met and where they grew up and, and kind of learned about each other and learned about life. This song could be about so many things as well. It's written both specific and vague enough to be applicable to several situations. I remember visiting Vegas years ago for, for a work conference and uh, something about the city that kind of just kind of takes you in and also had some leadership elements, some very nice life-changing kind of concepts that were brought up. I remember flying out from the airport before sunrise and this song came on my my iPhone and it, it was just it was magical. It was it was absolutely incredible to hear it, to know where they were coming from and to have the you know the concepts of, of what they do and everything. It was just remarkable. Highly recommend this song. So Brandon Flowers has said that when he recorded this song, he still had some, uh, he was still holding on to their previous record, which was Samstown. This song came off of Day and Age, and he was still holding on to that whole Samstown song, which Samstown as a record just has a really collective sound. Day and Age used a lot of different sounds that the, the Killers really previously hadn't used and hadn't experimented with. So. Dustland Fairy Tale really just encompasses all of the variations of sounds that the killers will have and use in their toolbox. After Dustland Fairy Tale, I would say my second song that I would recommend would be Read My Mind. The band has said that Read My Mind has a certain power or presence to it. When they play it, the room seems to change. Something about that song that Brandon has a reverence for, the rest of the band has a reverence for, and they've even said it's weird to have a reverence for something that you created. But something about the lyric content, the production, guitars, drums, all of the intricacies that have gone into that song, I mean, they just hit the nail on the head. I want to talk about a few underrated killer songs. Number one comes from Samstown, and I did a little bit of digging. They used to play this song 
live around that time frame, but it's not really risen to the fame of many of their other songs. And that song is Bling, in parentheses, Confession of a King. This song is great. It has an anthemic outro, um, some, some great dynamics as a song, and I feel like it's one that's overlooked a lot. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend checking out Bling, Confession of a King. The next two songs I'd recommend that are really underrated would be Rut and Money on Straight. These songs are both from Wonderful Wonderful, which I think was a great record. Absolutely solid record. Um, a, a lot of the songs rut and have all the songs been sung, uh, or have all the songs been written, uh, was allegedly inspired by a conversation with Brandon and uh, Bono from U2. Brandon was in a severe writer's block and he was stuck in a rut and he kind of felt like maybe all the songs had been written and uh, allegedly a conversation at Bono's house on Father's Day led to these songs and I think they're great great songs. Stuck in a Rut is just a fantastic song for anybody who's just struggling in life not sure where to go uh, it's it's just a really great song. Another really underrated song I would have to say is Money on Straight. Uh, again Money on Straight is from Wonderful Wonderful just an outstanding production, great overall song. You can't you can't produce it. I mean, it's hard to produce. You know, production becomes easy when you have a great foundation. Money on Straight, I think, is just so underrated. It's just just really the message is is just awesome. Don't forget who you are, where you came from. Um, get your money right. Get your head right. Get your haircut right. Whatever you got to do. Sometimes you have to do things outwardly to get yourself motivated inwardly and vice versa you know it just depends try things get things figured out just an outstanding song really a good good song to get yourself motivated and in the right mindset I'm gonna throw a shot at the night out there I think it's an underrated song um, but but more than that with everything if, if, if you're tuning into us anytime in the future right now it's the year 2020 and it's been a wild year a lot of stuff has gone down in our country um, but you know, evidently, something that a lot of people uh, have not remembered or maybe didn't know, that The Killers released a song called Land of the Free before 2020. It was, uh, I believe, in the end of 2019. Land of the Free touched on civil rights. It touched on immigration. Uh, not even just touched on these things. It, it threw them in your face. And it said, hey, we need to do some different stuff. We need to pay attention. Land of the Free, you cannot listen to that song and not be moved. Uh, I don't care who you are. It's an absolute banger of a song and it, it boldly goes uh, where, where you, know, you know it boldly goes into really really tough subjects really tough areas and the killers do that unapologetically and then again runaways runaways is one of my favorite favorite songs uh, really talks about live falling into a mundane kind of lifestyle uh, with some with someone that you that you loved and you fell in love with it talks about going home and just being kind of in a rut with with a relationship and a family and uh, you know how back when you started you know you swore you'd never you'd never you know let things get stale you'd never um, give up and, and it's kind of a testament to the to the job you said you would do in regards to taking care of a family just a very very powerful song really that, that song to me shows how the killers have matured and it's just in them to create great art and and even though they're they're married They've, they've grown, they're, you know, have households of their own, they're dealing with real life stuff and um, they're able to sing about it and maintain their brand um, and, and actually advance their brand and grow their style. It's just mind-blowing stuff. One thing we do on the podcast is we talk about what 
I think is a band's best record, best song overall, <clears throat> no matter what. How on earth do I pick the best killer's record, the best killer's song out of one? This is a band who has just globally dominated their genre, invented new sounds, uh, clashed different things together to make it work. Uh, how do you do that? I'd have to say, I think Samstown is their best record. That being said, I'm, I'm very happy with their last two records. I think the, the best is still yet to come with The Killers, but I think Samstown as a whole is just a great representation of what The Killers are capable of, what they've... I think Samstown as a whole is just a great representation of what The Killers are capable of. And the best song also would come from that record, which is Read My Mind. And the band has said, as I said before, the room changes when they play that song. There's something about that song that just holds this power. It's kind of hard to describe. Brandon has said it's the best song he's ever written. I really can't disagree. So Read My Mind, really in its first formation, was nothing like it is now. It was originally a demo when it was titled Little Angela. It had a completely different melody, and one of the producers encouraged Brandon that he was kind of onto something. He just had to read retool some things and change some things and then they pretty much wound up rewriting the entire lyrics as well as the melody so that being said their last two releases wonderful wonderful and imploding the mirage are quickly rising the ranks as you know for for classic killers records and just outstanding collections of music these guys are still pumping out great music after all these years a few interesting things about the band most people know they're from las vegas nevada uh for the most part uh, i believe dave is from iowa um, Brandon has some connections with Utah. In fact, that's where he lives now. Most of Wonderful Wonderful is about them, uh, and Imploding the Mirage is about him leaving Las Vegas. Um, his, his wife has some serious PTSD that's associated with the city of Las Vegas. So he now lives in Utah. Dave, the guitar player, met Brandon, the lead singer, uh, in a classifieds ad looking to start a band. Dave had moved to Las Vegas to try to start a band and that's how he met Brandon. Ronnie's a student of percussion. He studied world percussion, world music, a very well-versed and educated drummer. Dave and Mark no longer tour with the band. That may change in the future. Um, it seems like uh, it's just not something they want to do. They have several touring musicians who've been playing with them for a long time and have stepped up and usually played with them live. And there's, there's two of those people have kind of replaced Mark and Dave. This last record, Imploding the Mirage, Dave really didn't play on it at all. He kind of said no thanks, so that doesn't have him on it at all. All four members have their own solo records. I would highly recommend all of Brandon's solo records. Dave's is pretty good. Mark's is, is a different kind of music. He doesn't really have a killer's vibe when he's doing his own stuff. It's very different. So after the time, or after around day and age, the rest of the band wanted to take a break and Brandon just kept writing. Um, so a lot of his solo records, from what I understand and what makes sense to me, probably would have been killer's music or at least some of it killer's music. He just kept writing, but the rest of the guys kind of want to take a break. Something I really suggest to do is listen to Brandon's solo records. There's a song, I believe it was on his first one, called Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas. And I really think this song should be a killer's record. I think it's, I, I, I really think this song should be a killer song. I think it should be something that they play live. Um, it, it just, it just feels like a killer's record. It sounds like, a, or it just feels like a killer song. It sounds like a killer song. I think the band now could really get behind Brandon 
and make it a killer song live. It's, it just has that same hard hitting uh, passion and, and just thrill for the city that they're from. Something else interesting is the band members really didn't know each other very well when their first record, Hot Fuss, took off. They had just met, played some music, and they took off. So they didn't really know each other. They're traveling the world, you know, and playing all these big shows and making these huge decisions. Where the band is at right now is they've just released Imploding the Mirage, as I mentioned a few times. It's a really great record. They led off with Caution, which was the lead single from that record, and uh, they had Lindsey Buckingham playing guitar. If you don't know who that is, he's the guitar player for Fleetwood Mac. If you don't know who Fleetwood Mac is, check those guys out too. Uh, it, it, he, he really played some great guitar parts on that song. Imploding the Mirage does not include Dave Kuning, which is the original guitar player for The Killers whatsoever. He said, no thanks, I would not like to participate in this. There are rumors now that they just kept writing when COVID hit, they kept writing music, and that the four original members may make another record again. So Dave, around the time of Wonderful Wonderful, or just after that around there, Dave was making his own solo record. His band is called Kooning. Kooning, Kooning. I'm not certain how to say his last name. One of the highlights from that record, other than Caution, would be the song Blowback. Fantastic song. Also, My Own Soul's Warning. I mean, the whole thing is dynamite. I'm still dissecting it myself. It's, it's solid, solid work. So seeing that Dave didn't play guitar at all on this record, it made me wonder, who did? Other than Lindsey Buckingham, I, I wasn't sure. So I did a little bit of digging. There's two major people that play guitar, other than some other people in the band. Uh, I think Brandon's credited for playing some guitar on that record. But there's a gentleman named Bobby Lee Parker, uh, who, the best I can tell, has been in the killer's close circle for, or they're in the killer's inner circle for uh, quite a while. Uh, he was a guitar tech for Dave for, for a good while, and he used to play acoustic guitar live with the band. There's also Benji uh, Lysot. He played as a member of Brandon's uh, solo band live. Um, both these guys have been around the killer's camp for a good while. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, if you have any suggestions, comments on artists you'd like me to cover, good music you think I should check out, best way to reach me is email. Email for the show is what are you listening to show at gmail.com. Anything else you love about the killers, feel free to comment and email me. I hope you go check the killers out and I hope you have as much fun as I did checking out their music and listening to their entire catalog.